Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this week we're going to talk about BMI and its application in sport. I'm going to ask you a question. What does BMI stand for? Is what you're going to ask? No. No? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> was it? Yeah, go on. Uh, body mass index. Very good. Very good. I think that And how do you work out? What, what is oh, it? Christ. Go on, what is body mass index? Not what does it stand for, but... Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of people out there that have heard of it or know the abbreviation, don't know what it stands for. I can't remember the, the equation now. Mm. Um, so it's your weight. Weight, height, um, weight, height. What is it? Body fat percentage? No. No, it's literally just your weight and your height. That's, that's why it's so... A shit metric. Yeah, mm. that's why it's a rubbish metric. Um, so it's essentially your weight in kilograms divided by your height in metres squared. So, in short, you do, let's say someone is 80 kilos. Um, so they would have 80 kilos, and let's say they are five foot 10 of these, because I know that what that is in metres. Um, and that will be divided by 1.76 to the power of two, and that will give you a number. Um, that number will probably be about around 25. Um, there's different categories for BMI. Do you know what they are? Are they just a morbidly obese, obese, overweight, mm -hmm. average, healthy, healthy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, underweight. That's it. Nailed That's it. it. Nailed the test. Yeah. No more. Well, there's like lots of different categories of obese. Yeah. So once you get, once you get a BMI of over thirty. You, you then are classified as obese, and there's lots of different classifications of obesity. So you've got, they, they don't typically call them morbidly obese and things like that anymore. Um, uh, it's, something that's more yeah, correct. it's like, yes, more PC. It's like category one, category two, and category three. So let's start with obesity, work our way down. Obesity, you've got category one, which is like the lower form of BMI, and that's when your BMI is between 30 and 35. Cat 2 is between 35 and 40, and then anything over 40 is cat 3, which I think is what most people would call morbidly obese. Um, you've then got the overweight section, the overweight category, and that's anything over 25 up to 30. Um, and then you've got the healthy range, which is typically 18.5 to 25, and then anything under 18.5 is considered underweight. Mm. Um, the reason why we said it's a shite metric is because its application in sport isn't the best. So it's a very good metric for like the general population because the general population aren't going to the gym frequently and trying to gain muscle mass. They're not exercising as much as they should be and therefore laying down the foundations for good muscle growth. Mm. Um, so obviously this podcast is for athletes, and most athletes tend to have a higher higher muscle mass and, a, and mostly a lower body fat percentage than the average person, um, which is why your weight, as we all know, muscle weighs more than fat in terms of... Um, if you look at the size of it, 
you know, it doesn't weigh more because if you weighed the same amount, you've got the same amount. But if you had 100 grams of muscle, you know, 100 grams of fat, you would have um, a larger size of fat. Yeah, absolutely. God, my mind went blank then. I yeah. was like, whoa. <laughs> Twisting it for you. Too much for a Friday evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that's why those with a large muscle mass, which you could see visually, um, will tend to have a higher BMI than um, someone who has a lower amount of uh, muscle mass. And obviously, if you're categorising just using BMI, it might say they're overweight or obese. I know, I know myself um, is, I'm technically in the overweight category. I'm about 28 on the BMI scale. What are you? Do you know? I have no idea, but I'm definitely... You'd be in the overweight, I think. I think you'd probably yeah. be about the same as me. Because you're taller, but you weigh more. I'm 5'11 and 9 tenths. <laughs> and, Just shy uh, six foot. Yeah. I'm not sorry about it, I promise. Um, and normally about 93 kilograms, so... 93, yeah. How good's your maths? Not that good, <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah. But, yeah, m- most athletes uh, will be a higher... I say most athletes. Most athletes that play rugby um, will have a a higher BMI than mm. an average population. Obviously, if you're an athlete and you do sort of long distance or more aerobic fitness, like marathon training or triathlons, you you will probably still have a healthy BMI. You may even, some people do fall into the, the lower side of a healthy BMI, just because we, we've spoken previously about the different types of muscle fiber, and you've got type one and type two. Type two, is the the fast twitch muscle fibers which have a big cross-sectional area and that's why they look big on bodybuilders don't they and um you know if you look at a sprinter they've got big legs big arms um that's because they've got a large amount of type 2 muscle fibers whereas and and that's for the short-term anaerobic sort of fitness um, the short bouts of repeated exercise and then you've got the the longer um the aerobic exercise, which is mainly type one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. I know there's like type three and stuff like that, isn't there? But yeah. oh, you got type two and type two B. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, but the type one tends to be more slender, more good at circulating oxygen for um, for obviously the aerobic exercise side of things, and that's why long distance runners tend to have a large amount of muscle compared to fat because they burn the fat, but actually the muscle size isn't isn't that big. Um, and that's why their BMI tends to be a little bit lower. But although it's a shy metric, it is quite, uh, I don't know, I, I want to say it's useful still. I think, it, so I, I've used it fairly recently on younger athletes, particularly like specifically rugby players mm. in children. Um, oh, yeah, because it's obviously more skewed because they're kids and they're going to have slightly mm. different um, proportions. However, the reason why we need to use it is so we can kind of get an idea for what position they could be when they're older. Right. Um, so obviously those with a higher body fat percentage, we can start looking at front row mm. positioning or whatever. Um, is this but, in your your rugby coaching? Uh, at RGC or, we used yeah. to, obviously I've left there now, but... Um, but yeah, we, we, we use that as, as a metric, just as a blanket testing, because it's an easy one mm. to work out. 
it also gives us a better idea about their metrics as they're growing so we can compare their BMI from really? one age group and then through through the others. Because BMI shouldn't be used for anyone under the age of 18. No, but it's it's the, the reason we, we, we obviously know that it's going to be skewed. skewed yeah, because you use growth charts because yeah. going a bit off yeah, topic. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, growth not... charts are used for <clears throat> paediatrics for children. So mm. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't use that data very much, to be honest. I collected it, and that's about it. Mm. Uh, and then we sent it off to the Welsh Wikipedia. So yeah, it's one of them. We we we, we used it. I, I don't necessarily think it's. Well, I agree with you. I think it's a, yeah. bit of a rubbish metric in in sport, especially obviously for younger athletes. But yeah, they seem to want that data. I, th- so. I think you know, from a from a baseline, it's quite useful. You know, if you've got someone, let's say, that is just starting out, it's good to see where you are. Uh, if in terms of let's say you've never been to the gym before you want to start playing rugby and or you want to start playing any sort of sport it's good to know you know is your BMI in a in a healthy range um, and if it's not you know you you sort of get to know what weight you need to be to be a healthy um, a healthy weight but at the same time like I said if you if you've got more muscle mass you will be a higher BMI and it's about using the the two together i know what my bmi is but i equally know my body fat percentage is not high and therefore i know it's it's muscle mass rather than rather than fat mass but there are going to be also those sports where a higher bmi is more beneficial Mm. um we're talking you know like you said front row for rugby there'll be those positions in american football where they are is it linebackers Mm where they are literally just wrestling someone to make sure that no one's coming through their channel. You've got like shot putters and sumo wrestlers. and Absolutely. Even even uh, <clears throat> Olympic lifters. When you get yeah. to um, that category, which is, uh, I think, the open category, isn't it? It's like when you're over a certain weight, hmm. even having a higher BMI, and we're not talking muscle mass, strongmen, for example. Strongmen, yeah. They're not all lean, and there is there's a correlation between BMI and strength in that sort of category, in that strength training category, not just the average Joe compared to a strength trainer. But if let's say uh, Eddie Hall was lean compared to what his weight would be when his when he's not worried about his how, how lean he is, his strength would be far greater when he's not worried about how lean he is. So. In terms of BMI, his BMI is going to be way higher. Yes, you could categorise him as overweight or obese in terms of the body fat percentage as well, because you'd be looking at things like your your waist circumference and things like that to determine his risk of, of disease. But in in terms of strength, having the, the larger BMI is definitely going to help. So... I think it's good to be aware of these things, but you've always got to take them with a pinch of salt. And obviously with this podcast, we're just educating Mm. or trying to anyway. Yeah. It's probably a useful thing for for people to know who potentially have been using BMI as a metric because they've gone through a big weight loss journey and then Mm. want to go into rugby, hypothetically, that... um, you know, they should be aware that BMI in terms of rugby is kind of... Yeah, null and void. Null and void. Like, so it's just something to consider, I guess. Mm. 
I think anything you you've got to it's it's what you what context you use it in. So BMI independently is crap, mm. but if you're looking at it from a point of view where you're you you're looking at sort of muscle um, measurements, you're looking at body fat percentages in accordance with that BMI mm. as well. Then it gives you a, a larger picture of what's going on, yeah. um, and that's when it's really useful. I, I also quite like the idea of this podcast of, of, you know, maybe some youngsters listening to this, those sort of 16 to 18 year olds that are coming through that want to know more about this stuff. I know at that age, I was obsessed with my BMI and weight and what I should be, etc. I think from a performance point of view, if you're playing something like America, a contact sport, let's say, you know, where it's Gaelic football, rugby, um, American football, having uh, a higher BMI because you're gaining muscle um, will have its benefits. But then also if you're carrying a large amount of body fat, that will also hinder your performance because you are carrying more weight with the same amount of muscle. So it's like your strength weight ratio, which mm. we talked about previously, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so if you are that sort of age and trying to come through the ranks, Yes, it's important to gain muscle um, and eat so you are gaining muscle to become more st strong and powerful. Um, but therefore, if you're eating too much, too many calories and you're gaining weight at an excessive rate and the fact that you're putting down fat, just bear in mind that will hinder your performance as well because you're gaining the fat which you've also got to run with, which will you know ruin your fitness and things like that. So, mm. Do you have any little... Nuggets before you, before we close out. I think so. No. BMI is pretty simple, really, isn't it? It is. <clears throat> it is. Not everyone knows what it is, though. I sometimes think that everyone's heard of it, normally understands it, and where it should be useful. Whereas you and I sort of deal with this sort of stuff every day. Mm. It's quite easy to forget that once upon a time we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. hope it's been useful. Um, we'll catch you next week. Take care.